The psychedelic revolution is here. If you want to integrate your visionary experiences into your purpose, get clear on your entrepreneurial path and help people while you do what you love, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to The Psychedelic Entrepreneur, medicine for these times. I'm your host, Beth Weinstein. I'm a spiritual business coach, three-time entrepreneur, and a lifelong student of psychedelics and sacred plant medicines. You carry your own unique medicine, and your medicine is what we need for these times. This podcast will help you to share your medicine so you can create transformation in the world. Listen in on conversations with psychedelic leaders, change makers, and conscious entrepreneurs who are living proof that a better world is possible when you follow your heart and live in alignment with your soul. Hey there, welcome back to Medicine for These Times, the psychedelic entrepreneur. I'm Beth Weinstein. Thank you so much for listening. And just a quick reminder, if you are listening, especially on Apple, I would appreciate a review of the podcast. Just take two seconds, leave a hopefully nice review, and I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you. Anyways, today I'm just going to do a short episode about what it takes to be an entrepreneur in not just the psychedelic medicine space, but the healing space in general. Uh, So I have a lot of clients in my group mastermind program and also some one-on-one clients who are on the path to becoming or already are coaches, healers, psychedelic therapists, psychedelic uh, assisted coaches and healers, um, some sorts of psychedelic facilitators, and medicine folk who just really want to make a difference in the world. So this is the group of people I work with are all on this path of having a transformational business. But I don't know if you've noticed or not, there is a very big increase, an exponential increase in the amount of people that are becoming psychedelic integration coaches, psychedelic facilitators, healers, uh, psychedelic assisted coaches, microdosing coaches. Uh, Now we're seeing even niches, psychedelic moms and psychedelics for uh, people with ADHD or autism or whatever it is. So the space is growing very fast, which I think is great. Um, You know, I do believe on some level the world is asking for help and healing, and this is why there's just an increase in people wanting to serve. I also believe as the earth and humanity go through this great time of change, the turning of the the great year, um, it's just what humanity needs. I mean, I personally can't survive without all the support that I have. And I don't know if I'd be here right now, meaning as a as a human, not as an entrepreneur, just I don't know if I would have made it through the last 10 years of my life or 15 years of my life without support from coaches and healers, therapists, whatever it is, medicine, integration. But what I've also noticed is... There's a, you know, there's a big increase. So what is it going to take to really make it in this this um, field, this space, this industry, whatever you might want to call it? Now, the other day, I don't know how this came up, but I was looking at, I think I found some old messages or emails from way back when, uh, when I first started out officially as a coach, because there was about a year and a half to two years where I was unofficial, <laughs> And I still had clients, but when I officially made it 
like a thing. It was when I hired my first business coach, like for real, where I was like, okay, I already have a few clients. Let me take this seriously. And I was in a program somewhat similar to my own mastermind, although mm, my mastermind is totally different. But, you know, I was in a program for newer and early stage entrepreneurs with a coach in a group setting, which is how my mastermind is set up. And I was there, I think, with about, no, it was probably like 60 to 70 people. And I have currently stayed friends with a handful of these people. A handful of these people are still people I collaborate with. They're still friends. They're um, industry friends. And, you know, I've made great connections. And what's interesting is the large majority of those people that were in that mastermind did not continue. They didn't make it. Um, Some of them made it for like two years, three years, but a lot of them, and I would say the majority of them, are not doing the coaching that they had originally set out to do back when they were in this mastermind. And also some of them were actually in a coaching program with me for about two years. So I saw a whole bunch of people give it at least two years, and then they seem to have just disappeared. And it's been interesting coaching a lot of people in the earlier stages of their coaching, healing, therapy, um, you know, psychedelic integration type business. And I always say this to my group mastermind clients. I, I remind them that it does take a certain level of resiliency and consistency and work. You know, as much as people don't want to believe it or don't want to work, there is a reality that starting up a business in your first, I would say your first three years, it does take commitment, consistency, and work. And when I say work, I mean actual, proper, showing up as if it's your your J-O-B job, work. Now, here's the thing. You get to run your business how you want. You don't need to work 40 hours a week to make it happen, especially if you already have a job or other things going on or maybe you are taking care of your family, whatever it is, then it's up to you to decide how much time and energy you can put in. But I will say this, you know, there's a lot of illusion out there in this spiritual coaching industry, which, um, you know, kind of irks me sometimes when they say, oh, it's just your energy and you can manifest this in and you just have to be in alignment. And yeah, I use that language too, I will admit, but I always speak the truth about the fact that the energetics of being in alignment so you can manifest in clients out of the blue, it also means having a solid foundation here in the earthly plane. So it's this masculine and feminine balance in your business that you do need. And when I say earthly plane, what I mean is your first one to three years is really about you getting this foundation in place the right way from the very beginning so that your business is set up where as time goes on over the years, over time, over consistently showing up, it does become easier. Here's the thing. I probably, I still work a lot. I tend not to work on Fridays, but um. I do work longer on four days of the week, and then sometimes I will work on Sunday nights unless I have other plans. But, um, you know, and then during certain times of the year, I will bust my butt working. And then other times of the year, I take it a little more easy or I take, you know, a little more time off. But the key is I show up consistently throughout the entire year. And it doesn't mean I'm working all the time, heads down, really hard. 
there's like like anything in a job or anything in life there's waves you know ups and downs there are periods of intense time where i am just committed and consistent and work especially during a launch and then there's times where i can like relax a little bit more but it doesn't mean i don't show up for like 4 months and what i've seen over the years is the people that don't really make it in their business are they're not fully committed And when I say fully committed, I mean really showing up consistently, like daily, you know, at least daily as in working daily, four or five days a week, and not going MIA for three to six months at a time or even three weeks at a time. And yes, I get it. Things happen. People die. You move. There's divorces. There's breakups. There's marriages. There's amazing things. There's, I mean, I've been through everything as an entrepreneur And so, of course, it is about having compassion for where you are in your life and really taking care of yourself, but also really staying consistent and committed to what your goals are. And what I've seen over the years is what is stopping people from really making that commitment and that consistency are a few things. One, one of the first ones I see is just the the genuine like fear, (laughs) The fear and the doubts and the limiting beliefs, like maybe someone will get their business launched, but then they're afraid to go um, speak in public about their business or they do some things, but they won't do any social media or they will tell about it all on social media, but then they won't start an email list or ever do a workshop or ever do a video, you know, or maybe There's a lot of this going on. Maybe they love Instagram and they only post on Instagram, but then they have nothing else built. And then Instagram changes their algorithms and all of a sudden, like, what's happening? Or you build this big Instagram following and you realize that you're actually still having trouble selling something or you're not getting people interested in your work. So there's a missing piece. You know, and what I've found is in this world of illusions that we live in is that so many people are looking for these really quick and easy answers like because again we're seeing this illusion all over where coaches and marketers and now with AI people are saying oh you can just do it so easily and make money fast and get this done and it'll do it all for you but guess what like it doesn't really work like that it's all illusion even with AI it's only going to go so far and actually I'll do my next episode on AI um, because it's an interesting topic to me. So really, you have to get to what is at the root of, number one, why do you even want this business? Like, what is it you imagine yourself doing in five years or 10 years or even one and a half years? Where do you want to be? Where is where is your future heading? And of course, you don't need to know all the details, but really dig deep into what is your why? Is it because you hear that There's a demand for psychedelic facilitators, so now you're just going to make money by giving people mushrooms. I hope not, but hey, no judgments if that's the case. Or is it because you really feel called to a path of service? Or is it because, um, you know, you just want to sell some online course and you see other people doing it and it just seems like easy money and you just want all this passive income so you can lay on the beach? You know, like we really, it is important to dig into your why. Like what is at the root of what it is you want and what is driving you to even show up in your business? And then when you don't show up or when you're not consistent or when you fall off the radar for weeks or months, 
you you can go back to this original intention of like, why do I even want to do this? And I will be honest, this work is not for the faint of heart. I mean, I have done so much inner work on myself to get past all my fears, to um, develop a thick skin with all the triggers and haters and people like, you know, writing you saying, I don't like what you're saying, or they think you're just one thing, but you're really not, you know, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a tough world, I will be honest. And I don't know if it's just because I'm in the psychedelic space, and maybe that's a little more sensitive right now, or if it's just the whole entire coaching healing industry. Um, but I've, I've kind of experienced everything, you know, I've experienced people um, just not liking me for absolutely no reason, including peers of mine that are people I would consider equals. You know, I've gotten criticism from peers, and it's unfortunate. It's not the way I roll, but hey, it does happen. And it's unfortunately, it's based in uh, their core wound of scarcity and not feeling worthy and good enough and feeling like there's competition. So therefore, they have to throw other people under the bus. You know, it's the human condition. Uh, but this is where I have tried to do a lot of work on this to realize, like, okay. So that happens because people are wounded and it's just, it doesn't mean anything about me. So that's another thing. You really have to be in it like fully. And that also means you will be coming up against beliefs around money and receiving and coming to terms with um, being paid for something that you love. Oddly, this is something a lot of people struggle with. I struggled with it for a while where it was almost too good to be true, where I was making good money by doing something that I really genuinely enjoyed, which I still do today. And when that first started happening, it was like, well, wait a second, like I must suffer more, (laughs) you know, like because that was not the programming I was used to. So but I will say in in order to get to that point where I was making enough and being supported with my soul's work, it really required this commitment and dedication, which, you know, sometimes will mean showing up when you don't want to. And it's really funny in this world of um, like uber trauma driven stories where everybody's like really into all their traumas and challenges and like woe is me, I can't do anything because I'm in a trauma response today. Okay, there's part of me that gets that. I definitely have days like that where I allow myself to just feel like crap and not work or work half-assed or do easy work. But if you are in a trauma response so much that it lasts for six months, 12 months, or years even, but you want to be an entrepreneur, and you're not getting anywhere because of your trauma, then you have to ask yourself, what is more important to you? Holding on to the trauma stories and letting it take over your life and um, disempowering you to not really live your dreams? Or would you rather be able to hold both, meaning like, hey, I'm still working on all the trauma. I think everybody is. I don't know anybody who's not. But to go forward and forge ahead and do, you know, like live a life of happiness. Because really, it's not about being stuck in this constant suffering or um, being held back by something in our story that maybe happened 25 or 35 or even 45 years ago. And here's the thing, I'm not discounting the trauma and not 
bypassing the fact that it exists. What I'm saying is there's a way to hold it all. You know, it's like if we look at some of the big spiritual leaders out there or authors or um, anybody working in transformation, we can all see that they are still working through their stuff, their triggers, their traumas, their wounding, because they're human and all humans have these. I don't care who you are and what you've done, It you have it. And please, if you know someone who has zero wounding or zero traumas or like zero stuff, zero ego, please introduce me to them because I haven't, I haven't seen or met anybody yet except the only person I would say is the absolute closest to this is my shaman who, or one of my, my former shaman, I don't know what to call him, but anyways, the shaman I've worked with many, 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 many times, who lives a very simple life down in the jungle in Peru, and really just has, I haven't ever seen his ego, but I know he has one, because he's a human, and he's no better than me or you or anybody else. So I just want to name this, because it is something I've seen over the years, where people really get stuck in their story of, needing to heal before going and helping others or needing to fix themselves or needing to be perfect or like really deep self-hatred or beating oneself up. While it's really, it's not about beating yourself up or self-hate, it's about really having this deep self-compassion and then taking the steps while holding the fact that you might be going through something. There is a way to do both. And trust me, I've been doing it for years, and I just went through one of the most challenging periods of my life with almost every aspect of my life getting thrown like crap at it for months and months. It lasted about like four and a half, five months, and it was hard. But guess what? I also had like my biggest launch ever. How do you explain that? You know what I mean? It's like, but so I was able to sit in the pain of dealing with my aging mom or family issues or um, some issues with friends and still forge ahead in my business and still serve. And, you know, if I didn't tell my clients what I was going through, they probably wouldn't even notice what I was going through because I show up for them from a different perspective. I show up from my higher self that is really committed to this deeper mission of like, why am I here to serve? And this is why one of my mottos that I've been saying for years since day one is mission over ego. When you put your deeper mission and your higher self, your your higher, your true path above your ego drama of all your, you know, your stuff, like your breakups and your friends and your family, you know, like little in the grand scheme of things, little dramas, even though, yes, breakups and deaths and families and aging and you know, interpersonal drama, it sucks and it's challenging and I'm not discounting it, but I'm saying when you connect to something bigger, you know, a bigger mission, a bigger vision that you have for yourself, for the world and for the planet, you know, that can really be a beacon of light, of service through your challenging times, through your traumas. And what I have found over the years is you actually have more healing, and I put healing in quotes because I, I actually don't even like using that word. I never have because to me, you are actually 100% whole exactly as you are. And of course, we're always doing better, right? But really, you know, when you put the larger vision ahead, your healing is expedited faster, because now you're not just living in this, you know, cyclone of making it 
only about you. It's about really being of service. And I really, I have noticed over the years, the more I dedicate my prayers and the path I walk to a larger path of service, the more money I make, the more aligned I feel, the more happy I am, the more I'm just enjoying my business, the less attached I am to whether the business like works or not or whether I make money or not. You know, what I do is walk the path of the deeper service, which is like, you know what? And I, I say this out loud. I, you know, I speak it out loud to the earth, to my guides, to ancestors, to spirit. And I say, use me as a channel. Just use me. Like, use me. I am incarnated here on earth for something. It can't just be to be in my drama and traumas all the time, right? Like, I'm pretty sure life is not just to be... Um, upset and anxious and depressed and in a state of PTSD all the time. I actually believe the opposite. I believe we are actually here to be in ecstatic joy. And honestly, the practice I've been doing a lot lately is exploring the ecstasy and beauty in utter dark grief, which is, it's deep. It's been challenging, but wow, it has transmuted that grief quite quickly. So really, in the end, you have a choice of like, what what is it you want and what do you choose? Do you choose the path of seeing what happens when you actually just walk the path of getting beyond yourself and making it about something bigger than just you? Letting go of the attachment to the money, to the failure, to the success, whether it's going to work or not, and actually just doing it because something inside of you wants it. You know, it's like that's the path I've been walking for at least 10 or 12 years now. Maybe, yeah, 12 years or so was the path of, you know what, if I don't do this, I am feeling like my soul is eating me alive. And I didn't like that feeling of feeling like, uh, like if I died tomorrow, I would actually have regret if I don't do this. And I didn't like that feeling. So I went and just did it without any attachments to whether it worked or not. Of course, you know, we are human and we have attachments. So I wanted it to work, but I wasn't attached to the outcome. You know, there's a desire, but there's not an attachment. And that makes all the difference in the world. So anyways, um, this is just a little bit about consistency and commitment and really making a choice with what it is that you really want. And if you're willing to walk through that fire, And I will tell you right now, even though my group mastermind is geared towards some, you know, mostly newer entrepreneurs, I do have some people in that program who are in business one to three or four years who just know something is off or maybe they're not making enough or maybe it's time for a big shift. And so the program is also designed for you if you're at that point where you're like, okay, I've done this for a few years. Something feels off. I need to make it happen. That is Totally my group mastermind. It's also private coaching. For private coaching, I work with people who have, um, you know, maybe unique cases where you want to do something different or something bigger. I actually have a few CEOs as private clients, some therapists who want to start doing other work besides just one-on-one therapy. Maybe you want to start doing groups or trainings or something bigger. So if any of this resonates with you, please reach out to me. Um, You know, private, I will tell you right now, my private clients, I usually, right now I only have space for one more private client, max. 
Um, you know, worst case, you have to wait a few months. But, you know, just reach out to me if you, this interests you at all. And I hope this inspired you at least a little bit today. And if you enjoyed this or any of the episodes, please leave a review. I would appreciate it. Thank you so much. And I'll see you next week with another episode. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you're feeling inspired, I'd appreciate it if you showed your love with a review. And check out my YouTube channel where you can find the video version of this podcast. You can also head to BethAWeinstein.com to learn more about me and grab my free business growth trainings. Remember, you carry your own unique medicine and your medicine is what we need for these times.